you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we take you anywhere from right in our backyard to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. In this week's episode, we revisit Louisville, Kentucky at Angel's Envy taste a Sazerac made with their bourbon, and learn about the history of this downtown distillery. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. Aaron, I have to tell you, I really kind of like Louisville, Kentucky. There's a lot of great things about Louisville. Yeah, like my favorite thing about Louisville is the fact that it has a bourbon trail. A bourbon trail? Yeah. This I haven't heard of. So like in Louisville, you can, you can go to all kinds of distilleries Mm -hmm. and taste all kinds of bourbon Mm -hmm. and whiskeys okay and beer and just experience flavors and history and art and music all well well actually you know you're probably going to be drunk by the end of it but it's a really (laughs) good time well that sounds great yeah yeah and um there are like tours that you can take um When Justin and I went, we kind of like looked at a couple we wanted to tour and we went to those. And Angel's Envy was one of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Angel's Envy is a newer distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only been open for probably, I think, like seven or eight years. Okay. And they make really, really good bourbon. Yeah. No, we uh, we had some at my bachelor due. We have some in front of us now. Yeah. Actually, um, let's just jump to the taste of it right now. So Absolutely. the thing that makes them unique is they have two different varieties that they make. Like, well, they, they have a couple of different varieties. Like they have their standards. They have the rye and their bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, the rye is uh, conditioned in, um, oh, crap, it's, I think it's port wine barrels and then the other version is in oak barrels Uh, i have the bourbon in front of me and the bourbon is finished in the port wine barrels okay the bourbon's in the port wine barrels and then the other one must be in the oak barrels i got it yep yep the bourbon is in the port wine barrels and the other one is is definitely in the oak barrels i got them mixed up that's okay yeah that's why we double check Uh uh-huh that's why we have sources and that's why we look them up But it's really, really fun to do. So uh, they are a downtown distillery, and they're located right across from um, the Louisville Slugger Stadium, Mm -hmm. where you can go see the Louisville Bats. Mm -hmm. I I think that that's the name of the team. Don't quote me on the exact team name, (laughs) but um, I'm pretty sure they're the Louisville Bats. Let me Google that while we're talking. You totally should. That's what I'm about to do. Um, Meanwhile, I will describe the uh, bourbon as we see it. It is a nice kind of golden color to it. It's got a very nice aroma to it. You've got a little bit of that alcohol scent to it, but there's a kind of a good... Um, you, you actually do get a little bit of that port wine smell. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The back end of it, you smell the alcohol, but the front is definitely that kind of um, nice kind of malty... Um, did you find it? I did. It is the Louisville Bats. Thank you. 
I figured. I took a lot of pictures at the stadium. I don't know why I questioned my own. Uh, <laughs> it has been a little bit of time. It has. It's been it's, two years since we were there. Yeah, it's not like you were there yesterday. Yeah. So. Um, what else do you smell? This is my favorite part of the podcast where our Everyone audience just hears to go. <laughs> just constantly. It's just constant ASMR for the kids. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I mean, it's got... It has all the notes that you were talking. It just, it also smells like just a really fine bourbon. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost, it's not trying to be too much more. Yeah. My favorite thing about this bourbon is that when you go for the taste right away, there's not a strong burn initially, um, which is something that is characteristic from a higher end bourbon. Um, when you go to like the lower end bourbons, there's always an initial, like, like the really terrible bourbons, mm-hmm. like, They'll just burn right away. That's all you taste is burning. Yeah, you don't with, get any other flavors yeah. in your palate. Mm-hmm. But with this one, the thing you get right away is uh, a little bit of, like that caramel, a little bit of that mm-hmm. um, smoky. Um... It's almost. Hmm. Hmm. There's almost a little bit of like, like an orange peel. Yeah, there's a citrus note to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're so stuck up when it comes to tasting things God, really at this are. point. We're uh, what seven episodes Which, in or seventeen episodes in now, and but then we go back to the uh, when we were at Lawless, and yeah. you just wrote down whiskey drink good. That's true. Uh huh. <laughs> well, to be fair, if we actually look at my notes from uh, from Angels Envy from when we when I was actually there, all right, this is what I wrote: Angels Envy early had to take pics of Slugger Field. Finally, took a tour with James. He was funny, delightful, and informative. Tour was super fun too. Lots of people asked questions, and James liked my tattoo. We tasted their beer beforehand. Not bourbon, beer. <laughs> uh, Jimmy James Hanlon? Question mark? Tasting with chocolate and whiskey. Delicious. And then there's a signature from our tour guide. <laughs> and then got to Evan Williams an hour early, so we checked out Bluegrass Brewing Company. Which we nice. covered, um, well, we sort of covered a little bit about them because uh, Bluegrass B- Brewing Company was one of the things that offshot, offshoot into Goodwood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that you got your tour guide to sign your book. Well, I didn't have a sticker, so okay. I asked him to sign my book. Well, that makes sense. There's Yeah, because you need the stickers or the stamps or just something yeah. to put in there. So I asked him to sign my book. <laughs> You want to see the signature? Yeah, I do. Here. Is it like a flowy kind of... It's a really good signature. Oh, dang. Like, describe it for our audience. Okay, so it's like, uh, you know, it's Jimmy James Han- Hanland. Now which... you know I have a question mark. Yeah, no, I totally understand that now. Um, they're just big loopy J's and like an actual... The H is just kind of... God, it looks like an upside down four with uh, with another line parallel to the long line of the four but it's like that's really nice handwriting yeah exactly this is a person who who, uh who definitely knows how to sign things yeah my signature's garbage (laughs) mine is just scribbles yeah it's i it's because like that i I described the j's i described the h but really at the end like it was still legible kind of cursive that still had its own unique handwriting Mm -hmm. characteristics to it whereas my handwriting and my my signature in particular it's you know my first initial scribble my last initial scribble pretty much and it doesn't like there's no consistency to it 
Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't I tell you a little bit about the drink that we have for today? Yes, your taste on a Sazerac. Yeah, so my take on a Sazerac. So a traditional Sazerac is uh, is typically cognac. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you do for a traditional Sazerac, you rinse, you you put uh, crushed ice mm-hmm. in a glass with absinthe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while you rest that, you swirl it around a little bit. And while you rest that glass with absinthe, you prepare the cocktail in a separate um, like glass or cocktail mixer. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, typically about 1.75 ounces cognac, um, Angostura bitters, mm-hmm. a sugar cube, and um, a zest of a lemon. Mm-hmm. You mix all of that up, mm-hmm. just those ingredients, not the not the actual yep. absinthe itself. And then what you do is you dump the crushed ice and the um, absinthe out, pour the stirred cocktail into the chilled glass, and drink. And so your take... Is a little bit different. So what I did is I made a dark, simple syrup by combining sugar in the raw... A cup of sugar in the raw with a cup of water. I heated it up until it boiled and combined well, and then I chilled it. Mm-hmm. So I made my own simple syrup. Yes. Like a hipster. But it's really easy to do. It really is easy to do. Um, so I made my own simple syrup. And then what I did is I did... Um, I did... So I made a double. I did three ounces mm-hmm. of the Angel's Envy. Mm-hmm. I did a half an ounce of the simple syrup... Although it turned out a little bit too sweet when we did it. So I would actually cut that back to 0.25 ounces mm-hmm. of the simple syrup. Mm-hmm. I still did the absinthe rinse. Yep. I added about four dashes of, dashes of Angostura. And then I used the zest of a lemon. Yes. And that is what we are tasting now. And when you get it, you should be able to smell the lemon. You should be able to smell a little bit of that like black licorice mm-hmm. aroma from or anise aroma from the absinthe. Yep. And when you taste it, you should get the bourbon and you should get a little bit of that black licorice on your tongue and you should get the sweetness of it. Mm-hmm. The Sazerac is a classic like New Orleans style cocktail. Mm-hmm. It is one that um, if you are into like entertaining, you should definitely put into your repertoire. Exactly. Like even for people that don't like black licorice, mm-hmm. I think a Sazerac is still something that stands out as a good cocktail to have yeah and i generally do not like uh anise as a Mm -hmm. flavor um it's the same reason i really don't like a lot of aperitifs or uh, like uzu um but this has a lot of other flavors going on and that anise is just kind of in the mix so it's not like forward right and the thing about a true sazerac is when it's done with the absinthe rinse the anise isn't a present flavor. It's a it's a, a like an accent flavor mm-hmm. to the drink. So you it shouldn't be like forward on the drink. It should be like an aromatic accent mm-hmm. to the drink. Yeah, and in that respect, it's doing a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every drink that you every sip that you take, mm-hmm. you get that real hit on your nose of that citrus and that anise. But then you get that bite of the um the whiskey and you get that bite of you get a little bit of that bite from the anise but not too much Mm -hmm. i actually i really enjoy this with as much of the the simple syrup that you added uh, because i have a sweet tooth and i really i like sweeter cocktails rather than the savory and Mm -hmm. so this one really hits kind of all cylinders for me yeah i think if you like this um in a future episode we're going to cover it but al's place in northeast minneapolis Mm -hmm. it's a speakeasy they do on their hidden menu, 
you have to you have to figure out how to actually activate it. We're oh, not going to tell you. Oh God! But the, the the your server will tell you if you ask. Um, if you access their hidden menu, you can actually get a like a tobacco infused Sazerac. I think you told me about this on yeah. a previous episode. Did I? Oh, okay. Yeah, we just haven't actually made it there yet with all okay. the things going on. Mm-hmm. But we'll definitely make it there. We're going to do a speakeasy episode for another speakeasy episode for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So, um, so we've, we've, we've got the cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about the distillery itself. So yes, on the please. outside, it's this nice kind of brick building. Um, it looks like it just happens to be like a, a brownstone building in Louisville. Okay. That's it. Um, and then you walk in and it's got this gorgeous wood floor. Yeah. Um, these nice, this nice lighting, high ceilings and all these angels envy bottles on display. Yeah, and you were showing me the photos that you took mm-hmm. while you were, while you were there, and it just it looks it is the cleanest, most inviting looking yeah kind of distillery I've seen. Yeah, like the main part of the tour when you before you get into like the real production aspect of the mm-hmm. facility is extraordinarily clean and welcoming. Like, like you could have like honestly, if I lived in Louisville, I might have gotten married there. Mm-hmm. That's how pretty parts of this facility look i can see that with you yeah mm-hmm. um they they give you like boxed water to carry on your on your journey <laughs> sorry i just i just think it's neat to get boxed water instead of bottled water well yeah <laughs> boxed water is something you don't usually get did it come like was it like juice box size or is it a like bigger? milk carton like milk cartons yeah oh that's even better uh-huh did you have to did you get a straw did you have to like open no, it you had to open it up <laughs> like a milk carton and oh. drink out of it oh good god um no, uh, so you you line up to go on the tour, and uh, when you enter like the main like first part of the facility, you walk past like the fermentation tanks, mm-hmm. and they're they're huge fermentation tanks. If you've ever if you've ever gone on like a major brewery tour, not like a local craft brewery, but like I'm um, like, have you ever gone on like the Line Google's brewery tour or Summit or no. something like that? Okay. So they have these, like, those places have, like, 30-plus gallon, or bar- not gallon, barrel. Yeah. 30-plus <laughs> barrel uh, fermenters. Yeah. And those are things that are, like, room-sized fermenters. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those, you actually get to see, like... Um, like, they're the size of a decent suburban house, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you get to, like, see those. Um, the ceiling has uh, these fans that look like they were ripped off the top of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just these huge like barn fans. Yep, and they're amazing. Um, they move a lot of air really quickly. Yeah, they do. And you get to see like their lab. Um, you get to see people working in their lab, like looking at ingredients, testing ingredients. Um, the actual highlight of the tour for me though mm-hmm. is seeing their um, what's it called the evaporation um chamber. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. They're they're still. That's yes. the word. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea, I knew, I knew for making you'd get the there. Yeah. Uh seeing the still. You get to actually put this uh their still is like two or three stories tall. Mm-hmm. And it is huge. Mm-hmm. The thing gets warm and um oh my word. Does it affect the temperature of the room too? But yeah, yeah. I mean it wasn't going when we were there, so okay. but like it it is truly a sight to behold. If you are ever in Louisville, Kentucky, I encourage you um, 
pay the money, go take a tour of this distillery. Um, there aren't as many places in downtown Louisville where you can actually do a full production tour. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other places are just tasting rooms. Yeah, because their whole production facility is a lot farther outside, mm-hmm. kind of in the boonies, and they don't do a lot of public access to Correct. those places. Yeah. But this is definitely worthwhile. Yeah, no, I've, all the photos that you showed me, um, it just, it looks just clean. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's supposed to be clean. It's it's a place that produces a food product, so it has to be clean. Uh, but it looks like, it looks like someplace you could live while it is being, like, an industrial facility. Yeah. Um. Hey, I got a pop quiz for you. Okay. Do you know where the name comes from? From Angel's Envy. Yeah. I have no idea. Do you know what you don't know what Angel's Envy means? I have no idea. So, um when when distilling, when when you have liquor in a like a in a still or in a fermentation tank, mm-hmm. there is a sort of percentage of alcohol that will always just boil off or burn off on its own regardless of like uh, what you do to combat what that? you do it. Okay. And so, um it's called it's generally called either like the devil's cut mm-hmm. or the angel's envy. Oh, that is an interesting bit of trivia. Yeah. And it's just that that bit of alcohol that you can never retrieve because it will just automatically end up going away due to the process of creation. Mm-hmm. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to double check. But yeah, the angel share is... And I'm, okay, here it is. Just a second. What is the angel share? Um, there's one catch. Due to the porousness of a barrel, some of the liquor inside would disappear during the aging process. Because the liquid would evaporate into the heavens, it was dubbed the angel share. So the angel share is the evaporation portion. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then they came up with angel's envy. Mm-hmm. And named their product. Yeah, and named their product after it. Hmm. Um, and kind of like speaking of that, uh, so this is a newer distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been around that long. We're talking, what, like 2010, 2011-ish? Yeah, I think so. Uh, let me double check my source really quick here. Um, but it basically started with the Henderson family. Okay. Because this is from the sellers of Lincoln Henderson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so... Uh, basically, uh, Lincoln Henderson was one of the people who helped create the Woodford Reserve brand for Brown Foreman Corp. Which is delicious. hmm Yeah. And he passed away in 2013. But, um, he, uh, they basically, uh, when, when Henderson passed away, when Lincoln Henderson passed away, mm-hmm. um, the brand's whiskey did about 45,000 cases of whiskey. hmm And to, in... 2016 so three years later they had grown to about 125,000 cases that is when they were bought by Bacardi which doesn't surprise me Mm -hmm. when you get to that level of volume you're going to either need to just completely ramp up or you're going to get bought out yeah but I mean they're still really like a family like unit I would I would imagine because I mean if you look at like if you look at their what they make, they still really only make like two products. It's the bourbon and the rye. Yeah. I mean, they have a couple of other like small batch things that they do, but really it is just their bourbon and their rye that they make. But I mean, I've heard had the bourbon and it's worth every penny. And their rye is delicious too. We should try the rye sometime. <laughs> it's hard to find. I can imagine, especially when you're outside of Louisville. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, so Lincoln passed away, um, but his son, Wes, still uh, kind of mans the business. And then his children also help run the business. Nice. Yeah. And together they kind of run the facility in Louisville and they kind of they distribute all throughout the U.S. Well, and we got this at like what? Total Wine. Didn't we get this at the Cub Liquor? This, oh, this one? Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got this one at the uh-huh. Cub Liquor. Yeah. Yeah. Angel's Envy is definitely not a bottom shelf liquor. It is. It's a, the one that we picked up at Cub Liquor was, I think, 50 bucks a bottle. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Um, I've seen it drop as low as 45. But not too much below but that. But not. You generally can't find it below that yeah. in Minnesota. And if you do, get it. Buy it. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> probably doesn't know what they have. Mm-hmm. Or somebody mislabeled something. Yeah. Now, the cool part about doing the tour at Angel's Envy, besides doing their tasting, is um, when you do the tasting at Angel's Envy, you get access to a bar that nobody else gets to go to. Fancy and hipsterish. Yeah. Well, because they have a bar that only people that do the tour get to actually go to. And yeah. like at that bar, they do exclusive cocktails. Mm. So we had like maple infused, like smoke infused cocktails. It was delicious. <laughs> Did they do the uh, like smoke in a glass pour? Not quite to that okay. extent, but um, this one, the Angel's Envy, tend because it has a lot of those like because it does the port wine finish, it tends to pick up on a lot of sweet notes really, really well. Yeah. So if you're using it for cocktails, it really works well with the sweeter cocktails. Yeah. Which is why we added the the simple syrup instead of just sugar mm-hmm. to the Sazerac, because sugar is harder to kind of dilute and get together mm-hmm. it takes a lot more stirring to incorporate thank yeah, you whereas, for the correct words whereas simple syrup you can kind of cheat and let it incorporate faster exactly mm-hmm. i'm a mixologist sometimes sometimes <laughs> and i also again like shout out to greg from uh, how to drink i've been uh, picking up a lot of tricks from him <laughs> yeah so um so i've kind of waxed on a lot about like a little bit about the history behind it we don't really need to go into too much detail because it really hasn't been around that long mm-hmm. there's not a lot to dig into beyond that honestly like i encourage our listeners just to to get out there and take a tour i know our pledge is that we leave our house so you don't have to mm-hmm. this is one of those times where i think you should yeah um louisville is just a fun place to be <laughs> sometimes don't go to derby days yeah but like, if you're gonna go to derby days be really prepared for it mm-hmm but other than that, like just go to that city, enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to bourbon, okay, what is your kind of top bourbon cocktail? Oh man, that's I'm not prepared for that in any way, shape, or form right now. All right. Well, maybe while well, you think about that, why don't I tell you about one of the other um, bourbon experiences that you can do while you're in Louisville? Do it. Um, after we went here, we went to the Evan Williams Distillery, mm-hmm. and the Evan Williams Distillery it has one of the coolest experiences you can do too. You can do a speak e- a prohibition tasting. A prohibition um, tasting. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, I don't want to ruin too much about it, but um, you get to go into the basement of their tasting room mm-hmm. and uh, meet Jake. Who's Jake? Well, I mean, if I told you, then, you know, <laughs> I'd have to kill you. Gotcha. It's a secret. All right. But, you know, it's just Jake with me. But yeah, uh, it's it's actually kind of cool because it's one of, um, it really makes me want to find 
like somebody here to do theater style tastings Mm -hmm. where you get an actor and a bartender to do uh to to do like a tasting with you to perform while you take while they talk about the whiskey that's really weird Mm -hmm. like to drop into character like um you know, it'd be great if we could find somebody to do um, like a like a like a grain belt tasting, or to find somebody in the Wabasha Street Caves in Minneapolis oh. and um, uh, do like a speakeasy or like a speakeasy style um, cocktail experience down there. Oh, that'd be really fun. Yeah. All right, so I think uh, as we've been chatting, I just have to go back to the old fashioned. Old as fashioned. Far as, as far as top bourbon cocktails, I mean, you can you can put almost anything with bourbon and it'll be pretty delicious but when it boils down to it the old-fashioned it's for me it's simple it's tasty it's got you know sugar and bitters and orange and bourbon and that's pretty much it you know and honestly when it comes down to it my my favorite cocktail even though it's not a bourbon cocktail is the sazerac it's rye whiskey but Mm -hmm. like it is so delicious and it is such a classic cocktail Mm -hmm. um Especially on a hot day. And there are so many different ways to do it. Especially when you go to like the hipstery joints where they do like the gigantic like shaped uh, ice cubes in your glass. Yeah. You get like the big ice ball. Yep. <laughs> or like a square ice cube, like a giant square ice cube. That just barely fits down into uh-huh. the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it makes you feel like you have more cocktail than you actually got. <laughs> Here's your three and a half ounces of total liquid volume. But you've got like this six ounce ice bu- uh, like ice cube. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, you just sit there and lick it. You'd be like, "Look, I've got, I've got a free, uh, I've got a free ice, <laughs> free bourbon ice pop." Yes, it, it tastes like bourbon for probably two seconds. Mm-hmm. But you need to let that uh, melt afterwards anyway, because you probably need actual water in your system as well. That's true. Yeah, a lot of those classic cocktails are basically loaded with liquor. I mean, the one that I made for today's podcast mm-hmm. is pretty much nothing but alcohol. Yeah, and outside of the ice that was used during the the mixing and diluting portion, uh, we have none in the glass, so it is just straight drink, mm-hmm. just oh, straight alcoholic drink. That is a good uh, modification. If you know that you're going to be sipping this, which mm-hmm. um, if you're somebody who doesn't, you know, who is going to be like sitting outside for a while, I highly recommend that you um, do like a larger ice cube with it. Yeah. Don't just do like the ones that come from like a like you do with like your fridge or like your ice cube tray. Get like a larger ice cube for it. And you can you can get the like big ice cube makers to make your own at home. Yeah. Molds. Um, yeah, the molds. Thank you. Yeah, you don't need to buy a special machine. No. Don't worry about that. But you know, the molds are pretty cheap. Yeah. They're just well, so and fun. honestly, you don't even need a mold. If you just get a shot glass and you put like um you know, um like a little bit of uh like not like a like a um, Shaved ice? No, not shaved ice. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not plastic wrap, but um, wax paper. Oh, okay. Or like something. parchment paper. Yeah, parchment paper or something in there. Like, just shape it. That'll probably mm. freeze on its own, too, so that you can actually get it out of there. Or you could use a Dixie cup. Yeah. yeah use, like, a larger better. Dixie cup to yeah. get a larger ice cube. That would work as well. Yeah, I that way you can just take it out. I had not thought of that. Yeah, or what I did, actually, one time is I took, uh, I took those larger, like, red Solo cups. Mm-hmm. I just cut them in half. Um, and then I froze those. Yep. And then you can just cut the red solo cup away. That would work nicely. Yeah, I I like I like not spending money when I can help it. True. And I mean, yeah, it doesn't look as cool as like the nice round ice ball, but if you just need like a larger ice cube, it'll it do works. in a pinch. Exactly. Mhm. 
To be fair, though, I am thinking of, like, when we're done recording, going to Target and buying one of those big things, like, the big molds. Because <laughs> I've been, I've been like, he- he- hemming and hawing about it for a couple of weeks now. Man, this this podcast is just turning you and I into more and more of like the these these unrefined hipsters. My like my bar has become so like it's gained so much depth from all the episodes that we've done because like for those of you at home, we don't just like go to a place and have a cocktail. Like when we're doing the tasting like this, we picked up the whole bottle and we've you know held on to it for like a month. And I I do the same thing with anything mm-hmm. i bring to the table so now my bar it's i've still got the the blackstrap rum and i've still got the rye and i still have the froggy bee some left so it's, yeah, i just keep adding to my bar and my wife keeps looking at me like are you gonna drink all this like eventually yeah i mean that's the point of it is you eventually build your collection and you learn to kind of take it down after a while mm-hmm. it kind of turns you into more and more of a mixologist yeah and you slowly uh you know learn how to do more like intense and kind of complicated cocktails yeah and that that's really the key i actually had a friend that asked me um you know how do i get started making cocktails and i said get get a cocktail app or get a book yeah. and then learn how to make the basics yeah like figure out how shaking works how stirring works get a bar spoon we lucked out and we got a free bar spoon from a wedding show yeah so i've got a really nice bar spoon that's like oh and another thing that can help is learning to count yes like well well not just i mean okay so when i say learn to count i mean like count one two three like but so there are two different you're ways you're counting you're counting your pores instead of having to use a jigger is that what well, you're well you can about? either jig or you can use a jigger or you can count your pores mm-hmm. and some people forget about that so oh, like when it comes to counting your pores mm-hmm. like some people will use a jigger and some people will be are able to actually go like okay one two three they can measure and they yep. can rhythm it out and it's just learning that technique. And that's usually what I do, to yeah. be honest. Like, I once once I've, like, kind of gotten a, a drink down pat, I will just count my pours, especially if I'm, like, adjusting on the fly for making more than one or making, like, three or four. So what's your method for measuring drinks? If you want to tell us, you can email us, fans at travelbyproxy.com, leave a comment on our Facebook page, or go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at travel by proxy no wait no it's tbb cast tbp cast no we're travel by proxy anyway i'm andrea we're out of time for today you can contact us the travel by proxy theme is good day by alex copyright 2012 our closing music is now we're talking by cheris copyright 2015 both are licensed under a creative commons attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org we wish you would look out your window. No, you're supposed to say thank you very much thank for listening. Thank you very much for listening. We wish you, you a look out your window. Moving these stones and yours. Rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces, all the people that you love.